0: Hello, you are listening to The Short Story, the daily podcast that will help you make sense of what is happening in STOs and crypto assets. My name is Stefan Lösch, I am your host, and I will be your resident expert for today. So, the ECB just published a paper on global stablecoins. And because this is a topic very close to my heart, I read it, and I thought I'll give you an update of it, hot from the press. This paper is probably the response to the publication of Libra's white paper version 2, that happened last week, I believe. And it deals with the regulatory and financial stability implications of global stablecoins. It's a relatively short paper, it has only about like 10 pages or something like this. Now the contents of this paper will come as a surprise to no one, except maybe the authors of the version 1 of Libra's white paper last year. But because it's a really important topic, they are really worth repeating here in any case. So as I said, the paper deals with the regulatory and financial stability aspect of stablecoins. So let's start with the regulatory side. The ECB's very reasonable assessment here is that a global stablecoin, or rather the issuer, would be regulated either as e-money or as an investment fund or as a bank. Now the first thing to note is that there is no global regime for either of those. E-money issuers, investment funds and banks are always regulated at the national level and there is no such thing as a global equivalence regime. There is some regime that allows those entities to operate cross border within the European Union, but that's about it. So the first challenge a global stablecoin will face that it will have to talk to pretty much every government on earth. As for which kind of framework the global stable coin would fit into a priori it would be probably an e-money issuer. however e-money issuers are very restricted what they can actually do with their assets and often they do have to hold them in deposit with other banks which Libra might or might not want to do or other stablecoins for that matter Um, Libra actually said that they will hold their asset in a way that seems to be compatible with an e-money issuer if those eligibility eligibility criteria are not met these investment criteria are not met then it cannot be an e-money issuer so then it either has to be an investment fund or it has to be a bank no problem with this in principle But especially the bank regulatory regime is pretty heavy. And as we said before, there is no global equivalence, global passporting. So this global stablecoin would have to get those pretty heavy licenses in a number of countries internationally, which seems like a very hard thing to do. Another concern that regulators have is on the conduct side of regulations. They worry that investors in stablecoins, buyers of stablecoins, that they consider that these coins are really stable in the sense that they're even backed by something like a deposit protection scheme. Now they aren't protected by deposit protection scheme, but we have seen this movie before around uh, 2008 when money market funds who were absolutely not protected by anything uh, were bailed out because of financial stability considerations. So I suppose regulators are trying to be a bit smarter this time and they're trying to avoid this bailout uh, when things go wrong by applying regulations uh, to start with. This leads us over to the financial stability side of things. There, the paper spends a lot of time running a number of models and looking at uh, a number of things. Um, and I'll just summarize the key points here. The main issue that regulators are having is that stablecoins will be big. In fact, according to their calculations, the when they look at Libra, they think it might be bigger the biggest money market fund in Europe so there are two well-known concerns with respect to financial stability in this case and as I said they are really well known because we already went through this exercise in 2008 with money market funds the first concern is cannibalization of bank funding all the funding that goes into stablecoins does not go to banks or rather it does not go to banks directly but it might end up in banks anyway but via the stable coin via libra and uh, this means it's a relatively fickle wholesale deposits because uh, whenever there's a problem libra might decide to just withdraw those funds what retail depositors generally don't do that fast So the first concern is a quality of funding concern for the banks. The second concern, and again, we have seen this before, is one of contagion. There might be a run on a stable coin, and this run might be for a number of reasons, and those reasons do not necessarily need to have to do with the underlying asset. There can be operational risk, this can be legal risk, this can be some weird things happening in some country uh, around the world and people start redeeming the stable coin now if people start redeeming the stable coin the assets backing the stable coin need to be sold on the market because the people who want to redeem the stable coin want central bank money for this they don't want the assets back when this happens in size even very liquid markets can get into trouble so when the stablecoin issuer suddenly dumps a lot of uh, assets on the market even if they're high quality assets uh, this might massively distort the market again we have seen all of this happening in 2008 so the very unsurprising conclusion of the paper is that a stablecoins are complex b if they're big they pose a threat to the financial system, and therefore see they do need to be regulated. Now, as I said before, this comes at no surprise at anyone except uh, the writers of the Libra white paper version one. However, in the years since V1 was published, they have had a lot of regulatory um, conversations And the V2 of the white paper that just came out uh, uh, last week or so really has taken all these things on board. Nevertheless, it is not an easy problem to solve. And the issue with the global stablecoin is exactly the same issue that a global bank um, does have, which is that because there's not a single global regime, stablecoin. Uh, like a bank will have to deal with a lot of local regulators now because the ECB is writing this now they're obviously very aware of the problem maybe they're thinking of uh, well working on a global regulatory regime for these kind of things but well for the time being I'm not holding my breath so this concludes this bonus episode thanks a lot for listening and uh, well if you like it uh, tune in again tomorrow bye